Welcome to Nourishing the Feminine Soul with Pamela Wasabi. Take a deep breath and open up to the possibilities of what your life has to offer. Pamela and her guests will show you how you can take charge of your life by embracing the values of the wild woman. Exhale. Learn to trust yourself again. Embrace your infinite power of intuition and love yourself crazy. Now, here's your host, Pamela Wasabi. Good morning. Due to the subject of today's theme, Sacred Medicine, I was invited to read this poem from the, moon, from the book, Woman of the Moon, and the poem is titled, Love is to Fly. Has it ever occurred to you that what you have learned to define as love could be an illusion? Mom didn't know better. She grew in a Machiavellic world where love was taught through fear. She learned love was not free. She had to work for it. She had to deserve it. Dad left home at an early age seeking sanity. He thought love was the absence of violence. He never knew what a kiss on the cheek meant. He learned love was for other people. He felt he didn't belong. Grandma was taught never to speak. Grandpa learned never to cry. Great-grandma was told who to marry. Great-grandpa learned not to question authority. Great-great-grandma was burned at the stake. Great-great-grandpa learned he was born a sinner. Our ancestors' innocence was stolen, like clipping the wings from a bird. They didn't get to fly. They couldn't imagine what that was. But they felt it in a dream. And in that dream, they saw a younger side of themselves. They saw themselves soaring through the skies, racing with eagles, touching freedom. They were trying to speak to you in a dream. And they said, spread your wings, leave the cage, trust yourself, speak freely. Experience love by your own means. Love is free. Love is you. We might have not known how to teach you this love, but that doesn't mean you cannot know it. You don't need permission to fly. And this is the poem, Love is to Fly, from the book, Woman of the Moon. You can purchase this book on Amazon.com. Good morning, my friends. Uh, It's Wednesday, December 23. I am your host, Pamela Wasabi, and this is your show, Nourishing the Feminine Soul. This show is an invitation to understand relationships with yourself, with others, with the world, with your body and with food from the archetype of the wild woman. I hope that from these amazing conversations, you can gather some insights to unveil that power that resides within, that power of your divine feminine, that sacred power. I want to remind you that the whole purpose of awakening that wild woman within is to live the the life that you want, to be happy. My show airs every Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on voiceamerica.com, the health and wellness channel. And you can also listen to this conversation and to past conversations again and all over again on your favorite podcast platform. That is Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, you name it. And today we have prepared for you a really cool show where we're going to talk about sacred medicine and truth and our ancestors. Reason why I decided to change my poem last minute and choose Love is to Fly to invite that wisdom, that wisdom to speak through us today. Um, I also want to uh, 
question or I also want to leave the question out there for you. I want to raise the question on uh, how you think or, or did you know how, that our bodies and mind are intricately connected and that everything changes when we understand this connection, that we're actually energy channeled through physical bodies. And when that happens, we have infinite amount of resources and guidance and nourishment that simply fall from the sky to guide us. So it's a simply understanding that we are not the body that we see, but we are the soul that lives within. Um, and, and this awareness, this connection, we can find within ourselves and we find it outside of ourselves. We find it in nature, in nature, and that nature is that wisdom. And today we just want to go a step deeper and open up the conversation and raise a new question that is that we are that nature, we are that wisdom. And I think that that changes everything. When you understand that the interconnectedness, that the interconnectedness that's between nature and us is because due to the fact that we are nature, we are wisdom. It is here within us, embedded in our skin, in our cells, in our atoms. So I am here today with my dear friend, Patti Gajo. She's an integrative, holistic, and bioenergetic pr practitioner. Um, and we're here to discuss sacred medicine, movement, energy, truth, voice, awareness, and the process of purification. Um, I want to tell you also that Patti and I came about because I was in my process of writing the Wild Woman book, which is gonna, which is out next month, finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we came about is because a, a friend of ours uh, saw that I was writing this book, and then he also saw that Patty was hosting this workshop called The Sacred Prostitute, and uh, he put one and one together, where we were talking about the same thing. We were talking about embodying the Wild Woman. And she's going to tell us more about her workshops and her sacred um, work. Uh, but, you know, he connected us and then it just took uh, one phone call for us to just feel like sisters and know that we were in this path together of uh, reawakening, of evolving, of curiosity, and of uh, simply speaking the truth, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So uh, <laughs> a little bit more... Uh, about Patty, I just want to uh, make a proper introduction. Patty is better known as Selva del Mar. Uh, she is Patricia Isabel Gallo. She is from Colombian and Guatemalan descendants. She has a background in liberal arts and international business. And she also has extensive studies in religious practices, along with the studies of curanderismo. Uh, she also uh, knows about yoga, other healing techniques. Um, and uh, one thing to add, she's a moon dancer and a vision quester of the Red Road Path of the Native American tribes. And I would love if we have time at the end of the show for you to explain to us what is this world that we are not really aware of. Uh, she also helps women in prenatal and postnatal work. And Patty assists here in Miami in healing ceremonies with sacred medicines and guides also sweat lodges sacred sweat lodges so patty welcome mm -hmm. to the show good morning good morning how are you Pamela, thank you so much first and most it's an honor and thank you for inviting me to talk you know it, nothing happens in uh by coincidence or everything happens by coincidence 
to better say, you know, the, the week before you called me, I was sitting down with a friend talking, just talking, you know, hanging out. And uh, he was telling me, well, you, you have so many experiences, Patty. I, I wish that, you know, you should open a podcast or something like that and share some of this to the people. And I said, uh, yeah, the time will come, you know, and the, and, the, and, the, and the way will come. And then like right away, like within a week, you called me and invited me and you texted me for this. And I was like, yeah, that's, there you go. <laughs> that's the answer to the things, you know, and I'm happy to be here and very honored for your work and uh, very grateful to you for everything that you do. Thank you, Patty. Uh, mm -hmm. The feeling is mutual. Uh, you know, every time that we have conversations, uh, we go deep and intimate mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes there's a lot of tears uh, mm -hmm. when you and I speak, but, you know, it's, uh, well, to your point, there is no really coincidences um, mm -hmm. and maybe everything's a coincidence, like you said, and I also have mm -hmm. heard that those are the, the ways that God uh, has fun with us or something like mm -hmm. that. I think there's a <laughs> saying that it says something like that. Yes. yes. The, so, the, mag <laughs> the magical imperfection of yeah, Cosmic you know? giggles. Cosmic <laughs> yes. giggles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, I was uh, studying your biography and your work and, you know, it's quite extensive. I actually just, uh, I mean, I just, uh, you know, kind of like touch upon the main aspects that we're going to be discussing today. Mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, in, in your story, there's also darkness and anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a great way to start just to, for people to understand that to be on a spiritual path. Uh, sometimes it takes to go into the darkness, into the swamp, mm -hmm. as I like to call it. So mm -hmm. I want to know uh, uh, about your experience uh, mm -hmm. when you were dealing with this darkness uh, and how did you rescue yourself from these jaws of depression and I also know you have a very tragic experience when you uh, lost uh, your lover. Mm -hmm. And so I want to know the, the impact that that had in your life and how did you, how did you see it in order to come out of it sane and, and you know, being able to talk today to the world? Mm. Okay, it's never easy. <laughs> It never gets easy to talk about the past, but um, when I look at it now, I look at it at such a serendipity of occurrences that uh, I lived and um, that could have caused at some point so much trauma in my life, you know. Um, but um, now I see them as tools, as lessons, as blessings, as we would say, blessings in disguise. Blessings disguised as lessons. Um, but yeah, growing up uh, in Colombia um, in the 80s and the 90s was uh, quite impactful. Above that, I think I, um, I've always been a searcher for more deeper truths than anything, you know, it's written in my star, star log. <laughs> but yeah, I, not feeling adequate, not feeling part of this reality somehow, uh, always seeking deeper into the meaning of things or uh, also sort of, you know, like the movie, The Butterfly Effect, when you have like um, a lots of outcomes and, and you just can't decide yourself. So a lot of indecisiveness into my life because I would see how life could evolve in so many different directions. 
and the fear of how would it evolve, right? So since very young, actually, um, before I was even 10 years old, I, I had a lot of these feelings, um, especially dealing with my surroundings, you know, I, I, I didn't see, like, I saw my, my reality as very surreal and not fun. So therefore I, I connect a lot with children, um, especially children in, in suffering circumstances, you know, because I can see how the nature of a child is just of that of like being happy and giggly and free to do and no, no taboos and no things. And then there's all these circumstances that grow up around them that make them, you know, that, that either hurt their spirit or hurt their bodies or hurt their souls and their emotions, you know. And so they feel so inadequate to this reality and they find themselves disconnected from their spirit or too connected to their spirit that they disconnect from their bodies, if, if I make myself understand. So, yeah, I think I always felt very out of place in my body, not understanding how to handle even my own physique um, growing up. And um, so as I grew older and, um, uh, you know, the more more memories and more traumas and more circumstances that affected. I guess uh, at the teenagers I dealt with, I was actually diagnosed at some point as schizophrenic and bipolar and suicidal. Um, I, I did try to commit suicide and, and overdose myself at some point um, due to um, all this psychic in my mind connected to my spirit because I felt like I was being hunted too. It's so many times, you know, like I felt so many things happening, these alter, alter images, alter egos, this um, uh, energies that we don't understand that live in these other dimensions, you know, that, that feed sometimes out of our own emotions, you know, feed out of those dark places and feed out of those, very high points as well. How did I deal with that? I, I, I always remember that um, I would love to go uh, rock climbing and, in Colombia and, and to the mountains and into the waterfalls and into the rivers. And I would do my little trips with my girlfriends. And, and, and yeah, that's where I, I the, that, that was my place of peace always, you know. But then when I went, I got back to, my my daily life then I would feel very frustrated and very uh, lost you know I always felt extraterrestrial at some point <laughs> <laughs> I would tell my parents just tell me the truth just tell me the truth tell me I'm adopted tell me I'm adopted this can't be truth <laughs> I'll tell my psychologist you guys this 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 sucks this reality sucks <laughs> it's like we're all gonna die anyway <laughs> You know, so, you know, but, um, you know, I, I guess there is a lot of toxicity uh, physically in my body, you know. Um, I feel that there is a lot of also toxicity in our environment that, and in our food sometimes that um, breaks the synapses of our brain that produce these hormones, so I think there is a combination of what they call chemical instability, right? Or chemical imbalances in our body that trigger these depression. 
right? And um, or that trigger these this lack of feelings of 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 love, like you know, hugs, release serotonin. Um, you know, there's so many things that that release dopamine and serotonin. You know, animals, for example, are so good for dealing with depression. I did a lot of like self work. I think um, after I I did my overdose and my I think I was maybe twenty twenty one, um, very very young, or maybe even nineteen. I stayed away from any medication, from anything chemical, for that matter. I was very afraid of touching any pill. Um, so I started a very deep uh, work in psychology books and like help self help books. Uh, however, since I was very young, I had always dig deep into astrology and I started studying astrology since I was, I think, maybe 14, 15. I was uh, considered very alternative and gothic, new age type of thing when I grew up in Colombia. But I, because I was always um, searching for other truths and I did Kabbalah, Buddhism, I, I dig into a little bit of everything. Looking for answers, looking for answers, looking for for help, you know, and um, hmm. yeah, I went to many dark spaces uh, within self, you know, getting to know myself and uh, discovering maybe a, everything that that related to that depression or that felt of an inadequateness so I was always in that search mm -hmm. let me ask you before we, we continue moving on with your story uh, mm -hmm. I'm just uh, curious um, because I have a, a similar upbringing, upbringing to you mm -hmm. my tongue is tied today you know I, I remember Colombia being a very grotesque place to live like you mm -hmm. see kids you know five six years old on the streets asking for money like uh, what the reality the reality that you see in Colombia makes you lose your innocence at a very early age and I think mm -hmm. that's the best way of putting it you know you lose your hope you lose your fantasy you lose your mm -hmm. curiosity and then what's what's shown to you on the news on tv on, on the daily life with your families it's just violence oppression and it, it's sad it's bitter it's mm -hmm. it's it's gray right Right. And I, you know, I, I, the reason why I was diagnosed with a thyroid issue is because I was depressed. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. then when the doctor asked me a couple of questions, she said, okay, you need to, you need uh, to check your blood levels because you might have a thyroid issue. And mm -hmm. to your point, uh, the thyroid, it's a chemical imbalance, imbalance. and that chemical right. imbalance is mm -hmm. caused because, um, you know, our hormones are not flowing correctly in our body but our hormones react mm -hmm. to our emotions and our emotions react to our thoughts so I was in such a state of depression because for me life was dull for me life was mm -hmm. as you said it's like what's the what's the fucking point you know like we are mm -hmm. all going to die like my innocence ha was so like wrinkle you know mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, I couldn't mm -hmm. see any any other way out so my my questions back then were existential Right. Correct. Questions were Correct. so. Yeah, that was I, my word. Exactly. <laughs> Existentialismo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that when you have this portal open to to mm -hmm. spirit, mm -hmm. then you can you can feel yourself uh, beyond the the mass and, and the physical body. Mm -hmm. You can go deeper into 
into analysis, which is what the woman does. She goes Mm -hmm. very, very, very deep. And then the information that we can grasp can be overwhelming. Correct. Completely overwhelming. So, well, there, there, is a, there is a lot of that connected also with sexuality, you know, when you, there's a, this, sec, when that vessel opens of the sexuality too, and that innocence, then the, the download of information is even more. So, yes. Understanding <laughs> uh, so, mm-hmm. ourselves from the energetic perspective, for Correct. sure. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, the, the question that I have uh, for you, um, you know, before moving forward, is that did you have any religious or spiritual path at that moment? Were you connected to something that will give you hope? Did you have something to, to grab onto during that time? Yes, I, I, I found, I found that at, at many years I, I was into the leadership in Christianism. When I was in a church, or it was not a church really, it was a group in Colombia that um, guided us in uh, Christianism, very, very dogmatic, and um, also coming from like a Judeo-Christianism. Um, and like I said, I, I searched through many things because when I couldn't find more answers there, I, I was, you know, nibbling into other things as well. And uh, yes, I, I actually, I remember... <laughs> I tell this story a lot. Uh, I, I, I was, my parents divorced when I was like 10, 11 years old and not too later on, maybe at 12, 13, I was kicked out of my, out of my school, out of the school that I was at at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, the director of the school looked at me and she said in, in Spanish, andas en el, en el mundo sin ley, sin madre y sin Dios. You know, you're in, the, you're in this world without a law, without a mom. Or without uh, without God, you know, and I turned around at her. I was probably 12, 13, no, 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 no older than that. And I looked at her in the eyes and I said, "You're right. I don't have a mom and I don't have a law, but I have God." You know. And she looked at me like, <gasps> and and then later, I, when I graduated, I went back to say hello to my friends and everybody. And she looked at me and she, 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 she asked me forgiveness. And she said, nobody has ever taught me a lesson so deep than you at such a young age. You know, that yes, you were very lost and you needed help. You needed something to take you to help you out, find yourself. But you had a faith. And you knew it. And I think it was my experience with spirit since I was little. You know, all these, like I said, all these extraterrestrial, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all these out of body and out of, out of mind sense experiences that we learned and they teach us to bring down and to cover up as we're growing up because they're considered weird or, or witchy or not normal. So if you feel goosebumps or you feel a feeling or you feel like this message or you get this intuition, because at the end, it's all that intuition that we all have, no? You get this like, this sense, and then you're, you're taught in the system to not listen to it, to not hear it, to not even connect to that, to ignore it, yeah. right? So, like what I can gather from what you're saying is that 
you know, although through society and maybe through this very dogmatic way that you were brought up, uh, we face in schools uh, and, you know, in the family environment. Uh, something inside of you was talking, was trying to speak louder than mm -hmm. what it was being told to you. Mm -hmm. And so maybe, you know, everyone's confusion or existential questions comes from the fact that something inside of us speaks louder to what is being Yay. said to us. And then that's why we have this, uh, these moments of uh, distress. Yes. Right? Listen, listen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, let's go into a little break. And then mm -hmm. when we come back, we uh, turn up the volume and we're going to speak louder than words. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Nourishment and baked goods in the same sentence? It's possible. You'll want to visit PamelaWasabi.com. Pamela Wasabi Bakery specializes in creating delicious desserts made with organic, wholesome, and exotic ingredients. Enjoy cookies, brownies, birthday cakes, and even silky cheesecakes. And the best part? Everything is vegan and gluten-free. Shop at PamelaWasabi.com. Bite into our heavenly lavender cookie with roasted pistachio. Sink your fork into a slice of passion fruit cheesecake or a piece of our decadent vanilla almond cake with rose frosting. Oh, and you must try our customer favorite, a celestial chocolate chip cookie with charcoal salt. Everything we have is delicious. We ship nationwide. And right now, you can use the code VEGAN to receive free shipping. Place your order today at PamelaWasabi.com. And remember to use the code VEGAN for free shipping. Pamela Wasabi Bakery. Eat more beauty. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Nourishing the Feminine Soul. To get in touch with the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. 
or send an email to radio at PamelaWasabi.com. Now, back to Nourishing the Feminine Soul. Here's Pamela Wasabi. What's up, my friends? We are here with Patti Gallo. She's an expert in religious studies, curanderismo, and shamanism, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, before we were speaking about uh, our trips into those dark worlds of ours when we're trying to define or understand ourselves, to be honest, I think that every anxiety or depression case, uh, it's a confusion on who we are and how we decide to see ourselves in, uh, in this existence. So it's a very existential question and, and confusion and almost trip that we get into but there is a way out and that is every time that you are open to understand yourself a little bit more from a place of compassion uh, and curiosity and innocence uh, which I think are are attributes of our childhood that should remain intact throughout our life and if they have been damaged we have to make an effort to rescue them back because they still Mm -hmm. reside within so uh, Patti uh, if you want to continue your story about, yes. um, I know before, that before you, you go any fo- before we go any further there that you said because I'm very care. I like I like to practice to be very careful about the words that I say. <laughs> and you say I'm, you said I'm an expert, and I just want to say out there I'm no expert at nothing. <laughs> okay, she's I a student of. I am a student. I am a student of yes, and I practice. Uh, certain things but not necessarily I'm an expert at anything (laughs) Um, I speak from personal experience and from what I've lived in my life not from anything else right I believe every life and every mind is a universe so what works for me not necessarily works for any for everybody else and and like you said this this is it's been about a personal journey you know it's been about going really deep and going to places that I even I avoided going many times, you know, and digging really deep, you know, and going for all these is all these little. I I had a I had a vision once uh, about how when you have a lot of wounds, you know, you have to go in and carve a little bit and like dig out the the the, the dirt out of the wound, you know, and all the nasty stuff and clean it deep. So it can be sealed with like light again. So the more that you go in deep and you clean all those little holes, the, the brighter you get, you know, the better it is, <laughs> you know, uh, the better the body functions too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So going back to that story. Um, yeah. And, and uh, I wanted to mention how, um, so after uh, dealing with the depression during my, my young years, and like I said, I, I didn't touch any more uh, medication after that, just only self-help and religious studies and prayer and, and singing to God and what they call it, rejoicing in God. And, um, I uh, was living with my partner at the time, <laughs> coincidentally or no coincidence, he was actually not religious at all. He was atheist. And... Um, we always would have all these debates about the existence of, of the, you know, the, the, that great mystery that there is what's there after death, you know, and com- the conversations were always there. What's there after death? What's out there? He will always say, no, you just, you just shut down the light and that's it. It's over. Life is over. And I said, no, there's something else. There's something else. 
I just didn't know, couldn't explain. And I don't think I can explain yet either, but, but somehow I, I am more, I'm not afraid of it anymore, right? I'm not afraid of it. I, I, I commune with it. Uh, Freddie got uh, sick of cancer in 2006, or he, was, he probably was sick before, but we hadn't noticed. It was, um, it was quite a quick, uh, short um, sickness, I would say that, because he passed away right after that. Um, we found out that he was sick. Mm. And that was a spiritual experience. Um, how is that so? Um, well, I believe that we are all spirit. You know, we are all a, a spirit incarnated in a body. You know, we're given this body for this lifetime, for this for this journey. You know, so when you say somebody is spiritual or more spiritual or less spiritual, I I, I laugh because for me everybody is spiritual. So this journey of leaving the body, it's also a spiritual experience, you know. Um, it's, 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 it's almost magical too, you know, just like when a baby, em, em, you know, embodies a little body, you know, like when the spirit of the baby, it's magical, you know. It's like the light force comes through and then same when somebody leaves the body, the light force just kind of like flies out. Um, and just the body remains and our attachments to this body. It's what really, what keeps us in pain or the sorrow of staying into the, the material existence in that moment. Right. Um, so how was dealing with his condition, you know, from these two perspectives or different perspectives, how was I, I talking was, to him? Oh, I, I panic. I panic. It was, it was, I, I remember screaming and saying, what else, God? Like, what else? Because I had dealt with so much loss already and so much sorrow that when he passed away from me, it was like, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. You know, I, I went actually in like six months of very sabbatic months where I didn't do anything. I went back to my mom's house. I was just reading and sleeping and I was, you know, very numbed somehow of the whole experience because I was pretty overwhelmed. Um, before he passed, we had a little spiritual experience. I'm not going to go deep on it, but uh, he actually ended up believing. I thought he was in, under a lot of morphine, but apparently he had a, some sort of a out-of-body experience and he, he told me, he said, they're listening to you. They're going to guide you. The angels have been, have been here and they've talked to me and they've said that they have really beautiful things for you. Keep on praying that they've been listening to you since you were a little girl. And just like you believe in them, they believe in you, you know. And um, that left me at all. Like I said, I, I went through a very hard time the uh, following months after his death because I uh, even though you hear these words it was very surreal and I guess I, I still didn't connect to it to it fully for some reason um, my journey that I, I guess that's when the first call the, the first few calls I started to join to meet with the sacred plants, you know, with the sacred medicines. 
um, I had been invited since I was 19 years old to commune with sacred plants. <laughs> oh boy, I would have saved myself from so many heartaches, <laughs> some heartaches and headaches. <laughs> but, you know, I had to live what I had to live, you know. And so, um, Freddie passing, I, I started getting called to join or, or commune with the sacred plants. And, but I still was very afraid. Like I said, I had this uh, background of psychosis, so I didn't want to do anything that will alter my, my state that, you know, the, the, also the fear of losing control of oneself, right? Because mm. I don't think I really had fear to death. Um, the, the passing of Freddie was very magical in the sense that I, I felt that I even could feel his spirit very close, even the days after he passed. And I felt him very close for a very long time. But then the messages started coming and I started listening more clear. I started becoming more aware and less numbing, I guess, paying attention, even paying attention. If, if the bird sang while I was speaking or what I was saying something, if the, if the sky shine, if the rainbow popped when I made a wish, you know, if, 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 the, if the child, you know, giggled right after I said something silly, or maybe sometimes, you know, we don't listen. Sometimes the conversations are, the, 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 other, the world is answering and you're not really paying attention, you know. But um, yeah, uh, I started being more aware of that. And then obviously the messages came, you know, I got invitations from every corner, blah, 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 blah. You want to do medicine? You want to do sacred medicine? You want to do sacred medicine? I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I think I even went a couple of times, sat down, and looked at everybody around, like, ah, I'm not doing this. I'll get up and, and leave. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, somehow um, the, med the, the call was there. I, I wasn't really, I guess, ready for it, for the call. Um, uh, and just dealing with the day to day, I think. Medicine came to me also to help me out at a physical level. Like I said, there, there was toxicity in the body that sometimes doesn't help you connect those synapses or release those hormones in the body that help you feel better, you know, help you feel good. Um, uh, one of the calls that I received or one of the messages that I got from spirit at that moment was to do yoga, to study yoga. And I had been exposed to yoga also since very young age, but since I was uh, in the religious practice of, of uh, Christianism, I, for me, yoga was not a no-no, you know, because it was not part of Christianism, right? So I, I didn't do it. And then I, but then the message came clear. So I went to a yoga practice and then a yoga practice in Shavasana, I had like a whole experience with a whole vision where Jesus himself was saying, yeah, you can do this, you know, give me a little blessing, you know. Somehow I interpret it like that, you know, because again, every, every mind is, it's a universe, you know, and, and I think, I think spirit speaks to us, for, to each of us in a different language, in a different way, you know, it's mm -hmm. for us to discover that connection to the universe, to the creation, to, to God, you know, to spirit, to the Masaya, <laughs> you know, so I guess, um, I did hear the call this time. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, that's how I was introduced into the medicine. 
after my lover passed away. And um, that's how I actually came to become a mom, you know, uh, and open up that that possibility in my life that I thought it was not existent anymore, too, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, something uh, kept, like, ringing in my head, you know, before we, we close to go into a break, uh, you know, you... You said this uh, phrase or what this teacher told you that you were someone with no law, no mother, and no God. And uh, you said, no, I I have God, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was, I I started thinking or, you know, into myself, uh, I think that that law, that mother and that God is the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's some of the, of of the uh, archetype that you embrace, that you embody and that you share with the world. And I think we have had this conversation before. And I see you as this midwife, you know, this midwife, a spiritual midwife that uh, is able to to mother our soul or mother a, a friend in need, you know. You you. So I think that you might not have law mother because you are the law mother and that spirit, that God that is manifested through you, you know. As as to your point that we are spirits in a body, so. Uh, that uh, was, you know, was here, you know, as you were talking. So I just wanted to share that with you, uh, that I thought it would be like, it, it is just like a, a perfect way of, uh, of seeing you. <laughs> when, I, when I received the, uh, the, the vision and the understanding that, that it was okay to do yoga and study yoga, um, I also went through a, pa- a phase where I was like, oh, but I need to find a guru and I need to find a teacher and I'm looking for a teacher. And, and I was praying for that teacher everywhere, you know, we're always praying for, to learn things. And, and, and I went to a Chinese restaurant. I was actually traveling with some friends in Italy. And, <laughs> and it was like, I had the, all these prayers in my mind, all these thoughts in my mind. And I go to the Chinese restaurant, and I open a little Chinese cookie and it said, eh, you are the guru or the guru you're you're the guru you're seeking is within you are who you're looking for you are are the times we're waiting for (laughs) exactly exactly and i'm like oh okay so that's when this oh well the self journey had started a long time ago but yeah definitely when you jump also to uh, into the sacred medicine path you jump into a journey of self-knowledge, you know, or it, it, it heightens your self-knowledge studies. Innate, innate, innate knowledge, yes. yeah. So <laughs> so now uh, going a bit deeper into secret medicine, what do you think is the purpose of plant medicine? Oh, good question. Okay. Again, like I said, I'm no expert at anything, and I just speak from my own experiences. Um, um Somebody, somebody said something to me once and I said, it's so easy, just, you just got to close your eyes and meditate and that's how you connect. I think there's many paths to connecting. There's many paths to starting itself and, and connecting to spirit. Um, curanderismo, sacred plant medicine path, I don't like to call it shamanism because we're not from Siberia, but... Uh, however, this old ancient traditions of connecting to spirit may not be the only path to connect to spirit. You know, there's breath work connects you to spirit as well. You know, um, yoga connects you to spirit. It's it's the intention and the, that you put to it, and the and the, the self work and the work because in either in any path you got to put work. If you don't do the work, then you're just bluffing yourself. 
you know. Um, uh, a specific, I'm sorry, what was the question? I went a little. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. I think what you're saying is that the purpose of plant medicine is to be oh, the that connection. For people, yes. Uh, I think, for me, I think, like I said, for stubborn, for more stubborn people, there's harder resources, you know, there's tougher resources. But no, I mean, I, I guess the sacred plant medicine, yeah, op opens us up that synapses for us to understand our interconnection to the creation to the everything to to nature but in the same sense to nature we can forget that we are nature and we are creators of other things too so there is a certain interconnectedness with everything not yes, just yeah yeah because yeah. we're creating matter you know you know even the inert stuff that lives in this planet it's matter and it's created from our hands you know yeah now, um, let, let's continue going deeper. Mm -hmm. um, is any plant medicine just as, I mean, is there any difference between, let's say, ayahuasca and cambo? Or, I mean, what can you say about the different sitting downs or the different ceremonies? Or, like, how can we see that from the, on the outside perspective, from someone that doesn't know, you know? Uh, you know, one thing that I get from your experience is that you need to feel the call to sit down uh, at a ceremony but then how do you choose that medicine or does the medicine chooses you hmm. interesting um because yeah, one thing that uh, one thing that got uh, my attention when you and i were uh, preparing the show before going live mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned tobacco being the plant of the mm -hmm. voice and the truth right so um I'm just uh, really curious to know, for example, if every plant has some sort of attributes that uh, go specifically to certain places, right? I guess that's what I'm trying to, to see. Well, these are plants from this continent, basically. Well, the months that you mentioned, I think every, every continent and every place of this world has different plants. We connect to sometimes, uh, it, it would be like a mutual call. Yes, some sort of mutual call because... Like I said, maybe your call is to do Kundalini and that's how you discover spirit and then you don't want to go through the medicine. So maybe the medicine calls you, it comes to you, it comes to your, to your backyard, it comes to your patio, you know, it comes to your neighbors. Um, I, how does one choose? See, I'm very intuitive. So I go by, I really like to listen to my, to my inner self and my spirit and, and, and I guess the more I, the more I, as I grow older, I listen more, right? Or I try to listen more. So I really like to be very certain who I go to. At this point in my life, I really don't sit just with anybody because I have an understanding and I follow certain protocols that are safe for me, for my spirit. I, I, I would be very certain of somebody that has a lineage at least. These medicines are, are really po po powerful and we can underestimate their power. Um, um, I like to feel safe, you know, they really open portals that helps us out communicate to the underworld and what's out there and spirit. And um, we can underestimate their power. So I like to follow certain protocols and be very certain that the person that I am 
receiving this commune with. It's just like a leader, like a church leader. I'm not going to go listen to somebody. I like to see the way they walk, you know, their path. And also the lineage that comes behind these medicines, because these medicines are very ancient and they have guardians that have literally put their lives in front. Talk about frontline workers. These are frontline servers, you know, that really put their lives and their, their, ho their homes, <laughs> you know, uh, for the uh, responsibility of carrying these traditions and carrying this wisdom from so many years, because this is this wisdom. We have to understand that a lot of this wisdom is not written in books, and you, and the more and you can't put it in books. You can't put it in writing because the understanding is so broad. I don't think even the human language can can even understand it. Like I said, every world is a, every mind is an understanding, it's a universe and everybody has a different understanding, you know? But a lot of these traditions are passed from elder to elder, voice by voice, tradition by tradition, by studying, by self-work. It's the same as the work of the self-knowledge and helping yourself out. You gotta do the work, you know? You gotta dive deep into the, the deep and working with these medicines is gonna take you to places that you some you were not ready to see and you gotta be ready to see them and work with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I, def I definitely, I'm sorry, just to rephrase something there. I don't think, I think the medicine is there for everybody, but not everybody is for the medicine. So it's not the only way of connecting to your own spirit. It's yeah. just a way. Mm -hmm. So we could say that medicine itself is also spirit that manifests itself through different physical forms, right? Uh, I, I, uh, my understanding, and, and this, uh, I, this I, is very personal as well. I mean, uh, for me, a spirit, the spirit of creation or God manifests itself just like it meant through living things, through things that have life. So just like you go through a church, um, you have a pastor that predicates or that uh, gospel, reads the gospel. God is speaking through him, right? If he puts himself to service and he has that intention, right? And so the same way the plants, the God or the spirit can communicate through the plants or the plants can open this awareness so that you can communicate to the fire and being the fire, the representation, being the air, the representation, being the water, the representation of spirit, being uh, this, the earth, the representation of spirit. And again, there's spirit in everything. So everything is spiritual. <laughs> 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 all right all right Patty. um and i just want to kind of like contrast um mm -hmm. a bit of your your story from before finding plant medicine to now being in this world what do you think is the you know most uh contrast like where do you find the most contrast in your life or how do you see life how do you see yourself nowadays uh you know as as opposed to what you live through in your early years? Uh, uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for everything I've seen, for everything I've lived. I'm grateful for every person I've met. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful even for the most, for the, for the person, the people that have hurt me somehow because they're part of a story, you know. They're part of a story that, that, that has healed me, that I can look back as a reference book, you know, mm -hmm. that I can look back as a, as a reference into the things that uh, that 
that I can that I have learned. So one elder, one an elder once told me, "You can you're ready to let go of something or somebody when you can look back at that person or that situation with love and gratitude, and then you know that it serves a purpose." You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And that- yeah, and that is not only with people, but also with our situations and Correct. occurrences in life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Love and gratitude. Well, <laughs> yes. Um, well, Patty, this uh, was great. I wanted to see if you can maybe mention a little bit about your experience being a moon dancer. We have a few minutes left, but... Quickly, I guess. Yeah, uh, I think it's just part of my path. It was a calling and I'm very committed to it. Um, It serves me as a deeper understanding of myself and it supports my prayer and my way of life. And it's my renewal time. I say it like that. So Mm -hmm. I think prayer, that's what you do. You pray when you go to these events this one dancing event sorry so i think prayer is also another way of sacred medicine right correct yeah Uh, so yeah yeah. so uh, i wanted to ask you and since uh when you and i were talking before we're talking about ancestors and truth and tobacco i wanted to close the show wanted to uh, let you close the show with a prayer that aligns with your beliefs and with who you are today and if you can just guide the show and say goodbye with one of your uh, prayers and wisdom. Aho, aho great spirit, aho spirit of creation, aho mother earth, aho to all my ancestors and aho to all the beautiful spirits listening to us today. Thank you for our hearts. Thank you for our wombs. Thank you for our lives. Thank you for our children. Thank you for this beautiful planet that has given to us, for us to take care and make it shine and make it flower and make it grow beautiful seeds. Thank you for the trust that you allow in us to give us all these gifts to be always connected to you, Spirit. Thank you for all the ways that you open up yourself and talk to us and show us the way to guide our planet, to guide our humanity, to guide our world and to a more peaceful, more harmonious, more loving place. I give thanks for this opportunity. I give thanks for my sister, Pamela Wasabi, and thanks for my life and everybody that is listening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, my dear Patti. I love you. I love you. And gratitude, people. Gratitude changes everything. And I hope that sits very strong within you today. Uh, Have a fabulous Wednesday, and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for having me here. I love you. Love you all. I love you, too. I love you. Thank you for tuning into Nourishing the Feminine Soul. Be sure to join Pamela Wasabi for another edition of the program next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until our next show, have a beautiful week.